All right, we come to a word of scripture now. And I've chosen the idea of uh, frankincense, the gift that was brought to Jesus. And in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verse, from verse 10, it says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then, being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I'm going to take us now to Revelation chapter 8, which talks about the seventh seal and the golden censer. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the, from the hand of the angel. Now, one of my favorite things to do is to burn frankincense. I don't know if any of you like to do that kind of thing with the, the hot coals that you can place the incense on. And the smell and the smoke is just delicious. And I think I was kind of triggered into this liking of in, burning incense from when I was in Egypt and Coptic church tradition and just generally incense wafting around the place. And all the way through the Old Testament... Uh, the priests would burn incense for a very particular reason. And somehow, the incense being burned represented the prayers of the people before God. And even today, in many church traditions, incense is still used in Sunday worship. The Magi, the wise men, brought this stuff to Jesus. Why? Why did they bring that gift to Jesus? So... I discovered something amazing that uh, I hope will amaze you as well on this Christmas day. And it goes all the way back into the love poem of the Old Testament called the Song of Solomon, sometimes called the Song of Songs. And it's a love poem between two people who, who are getting married. It's often related as uh, the, the love language of God and his people Israel in the Old Testament, or, God, or Christ and the church in the New Testament. This is how this language can sometimes be understood. But look at this. In chapter 4, verse 9, it says, You have stolen or captivated or ravished my heart with one glance of your eye. That's what it says. So I need you to hold this verse now. I particularly like the word ravished. You have ravished my heart with one glance of your eye. Now, some of you will know how we get incense. It comes from a certain type of tree whose name I haven't written down and forgotten. Uh, it is the, it's essentially the sap or the blood of the tree. And what happens is you get it by, if you show the next one, Carl, by repeatedly wounding the tree look. So you have to hack through the bark to get the sap or the life blood from the tree by repeatedly wounding it. And the sap leaks out and then it congeals and hardens. And if it's just left like that, it's just useless and 
doesn't smell of anything. It's dead. It's, it's no good for anything. Now, throughout the Old Testament era, the priests would take this dead, useless, odorless material and place it on the hot coals at the temple. And it is in the act of putting on the hot coals that the transformation takes place. As the incense melts, it releases this sweet-smelling smoke. And this is what it means. From the woundedness of the people, the priest takes it and places it before God. Using the symbol of incense, he's placing them, the wounded people, before the warm coals of God's own love so that we will be transformed. And so we, in our pain and our uselessness and our sin and our death, are transformed into something prayerfully beautiful, which is what true worship is. The transformation into something that is life and good. Why did the Magi bring this to Jesus, though? It's not simply just a religious symbol. But it's because Jesus himself is the beginning and the end of all human suffering, wounding, and healing. And this is why the gospel is the supreme act of divine mercy. One of the titles for Jesus, of course, is the great high priest. The Magi didn't know this. But in becoming a human being, Jesus now extends this into all time and for all people. To those who are wounded by sin, and we all are wounded by sin. Sometimes it's our own sin that wounds us. Other times it's the sin of others that wounds us. And Christ takes this and transforms it into a beautiful, sweet fragrance before the love of God his Father. But there's more. Go back to that, if you could quickly go back to that Song of Solomon verse for me, Carl. You have stolen, captivated, ravished my heart with one glance. That's the essence of Christianity. Has your heart been ravished by the love of God in Christ? That's what Advent means. It's what Christmas is. Has your heart been stolen away by the one who is love? Now, in Hebrew, that verse in Song of Solomon, you have stolen, captivated, ravished my heart, is lever bartheni. Lever is the Hebrew word for heart. And Barthony is what we are going to explore now, because in the ancient world, at this time, Barthony referred to something. Any guesses? The stripping of bark from the tree. The bark is the hard outer layer of the tree that protects it from disease and danger, of course, but... When you strip bark from a tree, it becomes vulnerable to infection, even to death. And it exposes the tender layers beneath the bark where the sap or the blood runs. And so in the Song of Solomon, the bridegroom's heart is made vulnerable by the bride. He lets down his walls, his defenses. 
he allows the tender underlayer to be exposed. This is what love does, right? He allows himself to be essentially wounded by her beauty, her plight, her own woundedness. And he does this by his desire to love, to rescue, and to serve her. Now go back to the temple and the priestly idea. The priest takes the people's wounds and his own wounds and offers them to God. One of my favorite Christian singer-songwriters from, well, previous generation, I suppose, uh, is Michael Card. And he has a line in one of his songs that goes like this. Worship him with your wounds, for he is wounded too. The high priest is wounded too. Because it was Jesus who had his outer layers stripped for us. His blood, his sap, so to speak, ran freely into the soil. He was wounded many times for the sins of the world and his tree was his cross. The great high priest is also the lamb that was slain. He offered himself. And he does this for us that he might simply ravish our hearts. Is your heart captivated by the things of God? Is it ravished? Is it stolen away? He was wounded many times, as I said, for the sins of the world. But even though he does this, even though he might ravish our hearts, he never, ever forces or coerces. Because love never does this. He never forces or coerces. He doesn't beg either. Oh, please follow me. Please, I beg you. No, he invites us to come unto me, he says, all who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest, the rest that you really need. And it's Christmas Day and we're probably all exhausted and we know we've got a lot of work to do later. Jesus still says, cook a nice dinner, but come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. One medieval Christian said, uh, I love this line. This is, by the way, if you want to know, St. John of the Cross. He said, the Lord loves us into letting go. <laughs> He'll never force you. He will woo you with his love. As it says in the prophets, he will quieten you by his love. And it's only when we know that we are loved that we can let our defenses down and allow our hearts to be stripped before the mercy and might of God's holy love for us. That's what Advent means, isn't it, church? Yes, Richard, it is. Amen, brothers and sisters. Amen, pastor. I don't know if many of you have watched the, uh, the, the, the series called The Chosen. There's a wonderful scene where Jesus essentially delivers Mary Magdalene from her demons and rescues her. And sh but there's a backstory to the scene which I want to share. And we're going to play the scene now, and it, which is about 90 seconds long. It might be difficult to see, but bear with it. Just feel the heartbeat of what is going on between Jesus and Mary. And when Mary was a child in The Chosen, as it's dramatized uh, in the series, her father, she goes, she goes to her father as a little girl and says, Daddy, what do I do? I'm scared, I'm scared. And he says, remember what I told you to do when you're scared. And he said, and she, he taught her the prayer, 
that I have, uh, what's the, let me just get the phrase, it is something like, um, um, thus says the Lord who created you, fear not for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. That's what the dad told the, the child, Mary Magdalene, as a good uh, Jewish father would teach. But of course, her life goes wrong and she's a prostitute, among other things. And one of the names that she's known by is Lilith, not Mary. So when Jesus calls her Mary, it breaks down her defenses. And Lilith is part of Jewish demonology. It's not a good place to be. Anyway, here's the clip. Let's watch this. It's a minute, about a minute or two. I don't know what else I can do to help you. Give me that. Lots of it. That's not going to solve your problems. It's meant to distract from No this. more preaching. Just give it to me. Lilith, please listen to what I'm says the Lord who created you and he who formed you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You Redemption looks like church. Jesus can do it all. And so with one word that broke down Mary's defenses, we see the God who delights to capture us. 
to steal us away, to ravish the human heart. This is why Christ came. And it's in this way that Isaiah 53 verse 5 can say, it is by his stripes, by his wounding, that we too are healed. We really are. And that's just frankincense. Don't get me started on the gold and the myrrh. Anyway, all that to say, have a wonderful Christmas day in the Lord, church. And we pray all glory to the God who says, thus says the Lord, I have created you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, says God. You are mine. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.